Well, it's time for In the Chains, the UK-based podcast for amateur disc golfers. Get ready for course reviews, disc reviews, and the latest news and updates from the disc golf world. Your hosts will also talk about their own progression and have a lot of fun along the way. And now, here they are, two Brits and one Yank. Let's get started. Welcome back to a brand new episode of In the Chains. We are your amateur disc golf podcast, bringing you the latest from the disc golf world, including news, interviews, and some crazy topics. All while talking trash and having a great time doing it. My name is Dennis, and I'm your favorite American, and with me, as always, are my two favorite Brits. The lead to my Zeppelin, Bowen and Duffy. What's up, guys? How's it going? Uh, not too bad. That's... I'm tired today. Like I, I feel like I have absolutely no energy, so I'm going to have to fake the funk for the next hour. Interesting fact on that. I um, I live about five minutes away from uh, Rob Plant, the lead singer of Led Zeppelin, and I've seen him about about 20 times. He drinks in a pub by me, or used to before Corona. Uh, so I've met him quite a few times, actually. He's a nice bloke. Is he a nice bloke? That's pretty, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's my claim to fame. But uh, I think Led Zeppelin, uh, they are bigger in uh, in America than what they are over here, aren't they? So. Oh, a long time ago. That's that's, belo- that's before my time. I was going to say, you're old as well, Dennis. I I am old. I just had a birthday this past weekend. So, Happy 52nd yep. birthday. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, though. I think you'll crush the Masters tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I got one more year to go for that. <laughs> Why not? I'll give it a go. Anyways, how are you guys doing? How was your week? What did you guys do? Yeah, good, good. Um, I uh, sneakily did creep out and uh, have a round on uh, the course that's about 10, 15 minutes away from me. I don't know whether it's uh, the right thing to do, but um, I I played really well. Oh, for shame. Yeah. For shame. Yes, as a person who plays his own course every day. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I scored four over at Shrewsbury, so I, I, I did look after, and that put me sixth highest of all time, which I was... I was uh, Is that our new record? It's our, it's our us three record, yeah, yeah, by two shots. It, it, so, it, um, it is our record. I will... I will um... I will go on the podcast right now and officially say Bowen or not Bowen. Bowen sucks. Duffy is Fuck off. Be- Duffy is better than me at disc golf. It is official. Um, that's a great score for Shrewsbury. Uh, yeah, I was really I was really pleased with that. I, I did some putify uh, challenge this weekend, and my scores were so bad that I'm not even going to mention the numbers. However, uh, Duffy did his, and he sent me his score, and he beat me by a lot. And so, yeah. Uh, Duffy's official be- officially better than me, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Did did I beat you with my Putify score as well, Dennis? I don't really care. I've got like one four six something like that. I think that might have beat you. Yeah. Okay. So I got what one twenty four. Well, there we go. But I, but I was pu- I was putting into a headwind. So uh, yeah. Uh, my my best score was um, was two three four. So uh, I think that's more of an attainable. Well, set definitely beatable. Uh, rather than some of the uh, the better players in the UK have been posting, it's perhaps a target that people can go out and actually 
achieve realistically trying yeah. to beat <laughs> <laughs> yeah not it's not over the 300s anyway no no which which uh now after playing putify man for you guys getting over 300 points on that uh you guys are badass like that's that's really impressive um and there are reason that's the reason why your name is josh birmingham and you're a freaking pro so um James or Joe O'Brien. Joe. I, th- I Joe. think uh, we had a quick look, and I think he holds the record at the moment. It's like three three okay. eight or All something right. along those lines, which is pretty. Yeah, uh, that's pretty good going. Pretty good go. Yeah, that's really good. But you know what? What it does, like for me personally, it's 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 lit a fire, right? Um, I am a super super competitive person, and it is it is my goal to beat you. So I, I that's. I need to get. I need to practice my putting. I need to do some more field work. Um, yes, I have a course, but I've realized I can't just go and play the course, right? That's that's not doing me any good. I have to go in the field and start practicing shots, try to gain more power, try to be more accurate, and then work on my putting. I gotta forget about the course for a little bit and just go into the field and actually practice. Are you are you are you talking to me there, Dennis, or are you talking to beating Duffy's score? I don't know which one. Well, I mean, okay, so how do I put this gently? Um, I can beat you in disc golf with my eyes closed, so that's not really an issue. However, you did putt better than me this weekend. Uh, or, I mean, with the text message you sent me, you may, you know, you could have lied. I wasn't there. I didn't get to see it, so I'm not really sure. If I was going to lie, wouldn't I come up with a stupid number? No, because then we would all know it's fake. Come on. If, <laughs> listen, as a poker player, if you're going to bluff, you have to make it believable. <laughs> That's true. I'm actually thinking about changing my putter anyway because I've been playing with a lunar. I've decided I don't really like it, so I'm, I'm on the lookout for a new putter anyway. Well, good. I, I want to be the only real true Discraft player on this podcast. Um, you will be. Don't worry about it. I, I, I know, which, which is fine because from from what I can gather is the audience isn't always the biggest Discraft fan. Um, so we may be losing people because we talk about Discraft so much. So uh, you guys get some... It's the American voice I've been sort of reading a lot of comments <laughs> about. Uh, but me, me and Bone spoke about it anyway in the week and... Um, We've sort of set something up now in place, so uh, so hopefully going forward after today's episode, we shouldn't have any more of that, uh, any more issues with that. So we're, we're telling Dennis we're recording on a Monday when really me and Duffy are recording on a Tuesday. So what you're saying is you're replacing the American? Just getting rid. I, I thought I thought you guys invited me on the show to like save it and to actually make <laughs> it something better. Well, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> Uh, really, like, cause, cause, you know, not, not, but when we take the piss, but man, your accent fucking drives me crazy. Like that brummy accent is just all oh, like nails on a chalkboard. I tell you what, I, I hear brummies on TV or the radio, and I think, fucking hell, they sound annoying. It's not, it's not that. I just think it's they sound really thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it comes yeah. across to me. I like. mean, but I, I, I assume that from people from sort of a decent drive away from where we are that I probably sound a little bit brummy maybe I don't, I don't know but maybe definitely not as strong as Bowen's but that's like if if I hear a Cockney accent I'm like are you, are you drunk have you been drinking all day <laughs> like that's because that's just like what I associate it with is, is that drunk English guy wait till you get to Newcastle Any, anyways <laughs> um, I've been to Newcastle actually uh, 
Yeah, I love Newcastle. Third best sushi I ever had in my life was in Newcastle. Fun factory, everybody. Cheers. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving on. We are way off topic. Um, so uh, we have another great episode for everybody listening today. Uh, this week we're going to bring back a fan favorite, the hot take. Oh, boy. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Uh, listen. I want everybody to listen as Bo and Duffy and I, we're going to discuss uh, one main topic. If we have time, we might get into a couple more. Uh, hopefully this one gets it's going to get a little heated. I, I think it is. So you can see how much we really dislike each other. <laughs> just kidding. We're like besties, BFFs forever. Surely they could just tell from the tension of the podcast anyway that we hate each other. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Um, we're going to see that it's going to be fun. So, uh, uh, we'll see if the listeners agree or disagree to what we're going to talk about. Uh, we also like always everybody's favorite segment. We got Bowen's news. Uh, so that's going to be coming up in a little bit. And then I can't remember. Did we do Duffy's question last week? No. I feel like we missed it. So that's like two. That's two. No, it got, it got overlooked it did. So again. That's two weeks <laughs> in a row that we haven't done it. Uh, and, and now me and Dennis are trying to push you out. Yeah. To be fair, to be fair, I'm quite grateful because I mean, seven weeks in and I've already running out of questions. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think, I think it's another segment that people really like. So we will have Duffy's question back for everybody, uh, this week. So that should be good. But before we move on, what a weekend. The disc golf pro tour is finally back. Uh, so this weekend was the Las Vegas challenge. What an exciting four days of golf guys. Uh, so let's talk about that. Uh, first off we had Eagle McMahon take the win for the MPO and Paige Pierce held off Katrina Allen for the FPO win. Let's talk about the, uh, let's talk about the tournament. What do you guys think? At least one of us picked a winner, eh? That's what I want to get out there. I chose Paige Pierce. (laughs) Oh, Okay, well, that wasn't for any money, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but fun fact, uh, for our FPO picks, we all were in the top five. And the MPO picks, we were all in the top five, weren't we? No, 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 no. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> no, no, we have to talk about it. We're going to talk about the MPO. Uh, so if everybody remembers, I picked Calvin, who did not win. However, he did get second place. Uh, tied. I picked Ricky. He, he was in the top five. He got fifth, yeah. He was. Uh, Bowen, who did you pick? Austin Hannum. Uh, and where did he finish? 56th. One place outside the true, money. True story. He got as much money from that tournament as I got. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's not, let's not slack off any pros. He just... We don't know, we don't know what happened. We don't know what happened. Um, I, I didn't see. Did he even make it to the final day? Because there was a cut between day three and day four. I looked on his. I saw on his uh, social media, and it and it made out like he was playing the final two rounds. But I can't confirm or deny. To be honest, boy, what a good news guy you are for checking on that. That's what. That's why people tune in, isn't it? But uh, so let's talk about two of the big highlights from this weekend. First, Eagle McMahon taking the win. Right uh, on Saturday, he shot a twelve under round. He was two under going into the back nine, and then he shot a 10 under back nine, which is freaking amazing. So he ended up uh, Saturday uh, 12 down, which gave him the lead going into Sunday. Holy crap, that's impressive. 
Yeah, and then and then to follow that up, he scored a thirteen under on his fourth round as well. I watched a ton of disc golf over the weekend, and I barely every shot I see him play, it felt like I didn't see him make a mistake. Ah, oh, but he, but he, but he did though. You think? Yeah, I mean, he still, um, you know, early in the third round, uh, he was yes, a par isn't a mistake, but it is, it is for somebody of that caliber, right? So when you go two under on the front nine. There were some mistakes made, uh, but he he had the mental toughness to fight back, be consistent, and shoot a ten down for the back nine. Is is Las Vegas a really easy course? Some for some players with big arms, I feel that they've got such an advantage on like a modified ball golf course over the other players. Whereas going into a woods course or heavily wooded course it brings everybody onto the same sort of level par doesn't it effectively yeah. i think whereas whereas a, a, a sort of really open course it's uh it really there's a, such a big gulf in players who can launch it and players who can't i think where las vegas is difficult is when the wind picks up i think those courses were designed with the wind in mind and so days like on Friday, when you had barely any wind, the, those top-level pros, whether it's male or female, are going to eat eat that course up, right? They're going to – I mean, Ezra shot uh, 16 down on Friday, right? He shot an 1,100-rated round, absolutely smoking, brings him up into first place. Um, he has the lead after two days, but there was no wind. On, on Thursday and on Saturday – the wind had picked up, and even the pros had a bit of difficulty. So I think with that course in mind, it really depends on if the wind's blowing, uh, if it's difficult enough. Uh, we looked at the, uh, the the person who was in last place, right, shot a 21 over uh, for four rounds, which is better than any of us could do after four rounds. I mean, that's shooting five over yeah. average per round, um, which is – in our, in my eyes, it's amazing. However, you know, for a professional player on the MPO, that wasn't good enough. I think Duffy's got it in the back. He can get there. Um, oh, one last bit on the tournament. Um, Brody Smith, right? Everybody wants to know what he's doing this year. He's one of the biggest names out there. Um, I think he ended up getting 25th, so he ended up with the top 25. I did see that for the top 25, he had the highest PDGA number. Uh, so he's the newest member of the PGA PDGA. He scored like 20-something under, didn't he? Yeah, something like 21 under, I want to say. Yeah. Um, so Brody had the highest PDGA number in the top 25, and Ezra, who tied for second, actually had the second highest PDGA number. He lost the plot on Saturday, though. He did. He Well, and then he made a few mistakes on Sunday as well. Uh, but Saturday, Saturday was his downfall. I don't. I don't think he was quite ready for the pressure that it takes to be on the card. You say, you say that though, but Eagle did not look like he was under pressure at all. I thought. I mean, he just he struck. He's like he just strutted around like he knew. Well, I'm, I'm not going to lose, sort of thing. I know when you're sort of five, six shots up, then that might be the case. But he just looked so cool under pressure. What was amazing is for that final round, four out of the top five highest rated players were on that card. Yeah. They were chase they were chasing him. Yeah, all, all the all the ten fifty rated players, except for Chris Dickerson, were on that card. So that was the best in the world. 
and Eagle held under the pressure. I mean, we saw Paul McBeth fall fall apart. Calvin tried. He just couldn't get there. And, and Ricky did okay. Uh, but Ricky, I think, started the final day six shots behind. And that's so hard to catch up, especially when Eagle was playing the way he was. Uh, Garrett Gurthy got fourth, didn't he? Now, the reason I mention him is because I want to try his uh, beef jerky. You know, it was funny. Disc Golf Network, the whole four days, literally had commercials for his beef jerky. <laughs> uh, I think I think one of the FPO players, Jessica Weiss, actually handed it out to like Paige and Kat. Um, and you could hear them on camera saying, oh, man, that's really good. The ad, I thought the advert was pretty good. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, my first time watching Disc Golf Network, there were some issues with the coverage. However, like the commercials, and, and it got better as as the the weekend went along. I, I I thought they did. I thought they did a good job as well. Yeah. I think if you watch, like I I was watching on my television, um, and it was it was a little grainy. Once I moved to my iPad and watched it on the app, it was actually really good. Um, but yeah, enough about the tournament. We're not really tournament players, so we're gonna move on. Um, so it's time for the news. Okay, my section. There's been no official announcement with disc golf and coronavirus, but as far as I'm reading it, it seems like we'll be able to play from March 29th. Like, so that's good news. If there's no official announcement, what are you actually reading? Well, outdoor activities are allowed, so I'm guessing that'll bring golf back in. That'll mean we can play again. Hopefully courses open. It'll probably be social distanced. It's all speculation, but I'm just trying to make. I'm just trying to give people something to look forward to here. Oh, thank you. I, I think people are counting down the days until the 29th. Um, people are going to get their last month of field work in, and then it's on. Everybody's going to go play. It'll be it'll be rammed everywhere. Will be absolutely rammed. I have a feeling, especially with the weather getting better. I mean, this weekend was beautiful as well. If it carries on, it's a big year. I can't wait. I can't wait to see everybody. Um, you know, we started this podcast in the middle of this lockdown and honestly, nobody knows who we are and now we're going to be able to get out there and actually really introduce ourselves to everybody and, uh, they'll be able to put the face to the voice. It'd be nice to actually, it'd be nice to play around just us three again. Feels like, it feels like, well, it's been months, hasn't it, since we've bloody played together. Exactly. And it's been, uh, December 17th was the last time we played. It was just before Christmas, wasn't it? So It was. It'll be good, it'll be good. Right, on that news, uh, Bedworth Disc Golf Club are planning two one-day tournaments on the 4th and 18th of April. And if it's if there's a lot of people that sign up, they're willing to announce a third date as well. Uh, the tournament numbers will be limited to 54 people for each event. Uh, if you're a Bedworth Disc Golf Club member... You'll be emailed a link to the event early, so you can get early. Uh, you can sign up early. The cost of the event will be eight pound each. Uh, you'll get two rounds of golf for that, even though it's on Bedworth and it's free. It's a fundraiser for the actual disc golf club, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a good little event. It can be a, it's one of the first tournaments to get back into. It's local to all us. I think we should try and get in on it. What do you think? Yeah, are you guys Bedworth uh, members? Not at the moment, no. I'm not. So we basically have to wait till it becomes open enrollment, and hopefully we can get a spot. But I'm, I'm, I'm in. We'll sort it out, won't we? We'll get on it. And that is the news today. Dennis rudely stole all my uh, news about the Las Vegas Challenge, 
and put it in his little section, so it makes me look bad. I mean, I didn't really steal it. We just decided beforehand that we were going to have an actual tournament. Hey, Bowen, so you feel that you're needed and loved in this group? Could you tell everybody when the next Disc Golf Pro Tour is going to be? Uh, it is going to be at Waco <laughs> on the, uh, is it the 12th? Can you confirm? Is it the 12th? I've had it for a minute. We've literally just spoke about it. I thought, uh, where the hell is it? But it's the it's Waco, isn't it? I wish you I wish you guys listening could have seen his face. Ed, absolutely panicked for a second. <laughs> Waco on the twelfth of March. God, I hope it really is the twelfth of March, or we're going to look like right idiots. Um, <laughs> it's Waco. It's Waco at some point. I think this upcoming week is the memorial. But our our bet and all of our stuff uh, is just going to be uh, pro tour events. So um, we will, yeah. You guys know what's going on. All right. Um, all right, guys. It is that time. So uh, we're going to get into the hot take. So here we go. I hope you guys have your uh, master debater hats on. Wait, good one. Are you talking to us too? That 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 was a joke. Bone didn't get it. No, no. Straight over my head. I've got a hat on. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Um, I'm so <laughs> sorry. God, can we, can, we get a, can we get a new Bowen? What is wrong with him tonight? I don't. I have no idea. He, can I? Can I just paint a picture? He sat there on what looks like either a bed or a sofa, with a woolly hat on, a t-shirt on, and like a flowery duvet wrapped around him. I don't have me heating on because I'm a tight ass. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Go on, Dennis. What? What's the hot take? <laughs> carry on. Carry on, Dennis. I'll fried his brain. <laughs> yeah, I'm so done. Jesus. All right, so, um, hey, Duffy, what's the hot take going to be for this week? Um, well, I, I put on uh, social media last, was it Wednesday last week? I think it's the day before the tournament. Uh, obviously, Paul, Paul signed uh, a reasonably sized uh, new deal. Yeah, how was that? How come that wasn't in the news, Bowen? Because I knew we were discussing it for the hot take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I put a question out on on our uh, stories on Instagram, uh, asking eventually who's likely to be the biggest winner of the deal. So is it going to be Discraft? Is it going to be Paul Macbeth? So the, the deal, in case you didn't know, is ten million dollars over ten years, so a million dollars a year. Um, presumably basic with possibly add-ons. Perhaps I don't. We don't know the the full details. But are we taking it as face value at the ten million and nothing else? No, no, we're not. We're not taking anything at face value. You're, you're speculating now. You're going to speculate though. We know. We know. We know. Ten mil over the next ten years. Whatever else we're about to discuss is what we're going to discuss. It's this is our podcast, our hot take. It's not like Paul Macbeth and Discraft are listening. Can I can I just say this is going to be so difficult for Dennis because he's either got to slag Discraft off or he's got to slag Paul Macbeth <laughs> off, and I think I, I I was speaking to his missus earlier on today and he didn't sleep last night worrying. It's <laughs> uh, so he's been really panicking about this. It, it's true. I I'm either going to anger the guy that will never be my friend or I will anger the company that will never sponsor me. So uh, it's going to be. It's going to be a tough one for me. Shall I go first? Go on, him. Well, so so let's just get it straight. So the question is, who 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 has the better part of the deal? Is it Paul or is it Discraft? Go on, him, Bone. Discraft have absolutely had a blinder with this one. Now, 10 years is such a long time to tie yourself into a contract. Now, 
so much can change over 10 years. I've seen this in the NBA. Like, not that I follow the NBA much, but what I have followed, like Scotty Pippen signed into a contract that really, really undervalued him as it grew. Now, if you're signed in for 10 years, if disc golf grows, you're only getting a million a year where the main contracts for the top players in 10 years' time could be 5, 10 million, could be any number. Now, it could be that Discraft falls off the face of the earth and pulls the winner, but I can't see that. I can only see him being undervalued at a million dollars a year in 10 years' time. I, I think Paul McBeth's the winner. Why? Why? So, um, Paul's getting up there in age, right? And so, in disc, in, in, in disc golf age, I think he's 30 or 31 years old, uh, he is reaching the end of his prime. Uh, with the young guns coming up, um, these like we saw this weekend, right? Uh, I think Paul got sixth. He started on the final card. He was in third, I think. Um, and then he ended up having a bad round. He ended up getting sixth. So the young guns are coming for him. He is no longer going to be the most dominant player in disc golf. Uh, you got Ricky, Eagle, Calvin, Ezra now. All these young guys are going to be coming for him. And they're going to start winning more and more and more. And so I think that... Paul has realized that he has a shelf life, so now he is setting himself up financially and trying to be a part of Discraft um, and disc golf for a longer term. See, I, I do, I do agree with you in terms of seeing younger players coming through, and Paul probably realizing that he's not going to be able to continue forever and ever. But I, I just feel like I'm aside with Bowen more so. I think because I think ten, ten years. And a million dollars a year. Who knows? Like it feels, you feel like the sport is growing sort of exponentially at the minute, and you you can't help but think that there's going to be big money coming into the sport in the next few years. And if that happens, and he's still maintaining on winning tournaments, there's going to be more money available for him. I for me, it strikes me as he doesn't back himself. And I know it's it seems absolutely bizarre to say for for Macbeth to He's one of the cockiest players out there. Uh, he I, I I know, I know, but what 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 else why else would he tie himself down to such a big contract when um I, it it just it just strikes me as he doesn't back himself to win tournaments going forward because if he did and he was still going to be at the top of his game in four to five years, then there'd be loads more money in it for him. Can I ask you a question, Dennis? Yeah, of course. Let's say you're on £50,000 a year currently in your current job. If I said to you, you can sign a contract that says you're on £50,000 for the next 10 years, would you sign it right now? Would I sign it? Yeah. No, because it's a pay cut. But I'm just talking numbers. Paul Macbeth was on a million pound, was on a million dollars a year contract at the moment, and he signed for the same amount. You telling me you want to be earning what you're earning now in ten years' time, or do you want to be earning more? Can, can I can I just can I just interject? That analogy isn't very good because sports people aren't going to be getting paid the same for ten years when I, repeatedly for the rest of their life, are they? So that analogy doesn't quite work. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, I mean, nobody is right. So um, I, I get to retire in two years. Part of my retirement is I get half of what I get paid for the rest of my life. 
That's guaranteed. I know what I'll be making for the next, you know, I retire at the age of 41. I'll be getting half my paycheck for the rest of my life, right? So now I, if I'm Paul Macbeth, I know for the next 10 years, I got a million coming in each, each and every year. His reign as the king is gonna is gonna steadily decline over those next ten years. He's not gonna be at the top of the ga- top of the game uh, for much longer. How t- how can you tell me that though? Because you could say the same about Tom Brady. You could say the same about LeBron James. You could say the same. For one, I hate Tom Brady. Don't ever mention his name in my presence. Uh, secondly, I don't follow basketball, so I don't really care about LeBron James. Um, so that that's mute point. But all these players don't get paid the same. Right, so LeBron got paid a certain amount when he first came into the league. Then once he started winning champions, championships, he probably got paid a little bit more. If he starts not winning championships, the Lakers or whatever other team is going to offer him less money when his contract is up because he's no longer at the prime at his prime and no longer the best in the world. Some Lamelo Ball or somebody is going to come up and be a better basketball player. It just happens with age. As Paul McBeth is getting older, he's still going to be up there. But I bet you this year we're going to see him win a few less tournaments than in years past. I'm not saying... There, there you go. There you go. You're saying it yourself. He doesn't back himself. If he backed himself to be there in two years' time, he would sign a two-year contract and get more money. The question that was asked was who got the better deal. In that Paul McBeth got the better deal. Yes, he might not be backing himself, but he knows that. And so he's making sure that he's getting paid from now on for the next 10 years, right? So even if next year he gets last place in every tournament, he still gets a million dollars. Yes, if he, if he comes out this year and from this weekend, you know, from next weekend on wins every single tournament and wins worlds and wins USDGC, yeah, okay, maybe he made a mistake, uh, because he probably could have gotten 20 million for the next 10 years because he's the most dominant player this season. However, I don't think that's going to happen. With the young guns coming up, they're going to start beating him more and more and more. And those, and his wins are not going to happen as frequent as they do now. So him taking this deal of $10 million for the next 10 years is better for Paul McBeth. Now, Discraft is going to make a shit ton of money. And I think if you watch that little documentary, Make Moves, uh, this whole thing came because Discraft wants to buy some new equipment and machines to make more molds so they sell more plastic. Paul McBeth sells plastic. Paige Pierce sells plastic. Brody Smith sells plastic, right? And that is what Discraft's goal is. So they're going to make more money than they're losing, obviously. But I bet you that Paul McBeth uh, probably has something else in that contract. He could now have a percentage or a stake in Discraft, right? He could be a part owner. Um, he could still be receiving royalties on on discs made. He Part of his deal may be like, okay, cool, I'll be with you guys for the next 10 years for this much money. However, I get to make a line of discs and I get a percentage of... This is all speculation, Dennis. You're, oh, you're right. You're right, it is speculation. They could have given me a ticket to the moon, so a ride to the moon, but it's not... Well, uh, if, if... Listen, if I got a ticket to the moon, I'd be the winner. That's why I think in this deal, Paul Macbeth is the winner because his... Next 10 years is set. He doesn't have to worry about a thing. He could be the greatest and get paid, or he could be mediocre and he'll still get paid. But he could he could be the greatest this season, just extend the contract for a year, 
renegotiate and say, I want $2 million, $2 million for the next five years, and he's made the same money in five years. He was in the middle of his contract. So it was only two years ago that he moved over to Discraft from Innova. And when he get, when he moved over from Innova to Discraft, it was a four-year deal worth $4 million, which was the largest deal at that time. It's only been two years, and Discraft has so much faith in him of being the face of Discraft that they have uh, put this, this faith in him. And so from a Paul McBeth standpoint, you're going, well, cool. I'm going to keep playing. Whether I win or lose, I'm getting paid. That's why Paul McBeth is the winner in the deal. Discraft is not out of money, right? Discraft isn't losing money. Uh, I don't think either one is going to be hurting, right? So Discraft is going to make a lot more money on Paul McBeth than Paul McBeth is going to take from Discraft. But in an age thing, in a playing stance, I think Paul McBeth is the winner. He's, he's only 31, though, Dennis. It's not like he's old. You're right. How many... So who is who in disc golf right now is the oldest, most dominant player? You you can't you can't bring that in either. I don't think because one people go into the masters levels, but two the like sort of the Paul and the Rickies they sort of come through and pushed a lot of the old sort of old school players out, and it it really disc golf sort of really changed at that point. I think so. It's sort of. They were the sort of the new blood, put and they sort of pushed everybody out. So there's there's not really the older people still. It ne- oh yeah, oh one hundred percent. Yeah, like like Ken Climo is gone. Uh, Barry you know, Nate Doss is doing commentary, but yeah, all those guys, the, those people who you know in in the early two thousands who were the players, yeah, they kind of got pushed out by these youngers. But that's going to happen with Paul McBeth as well. Eventually, is it is it though because he is so dominant? Well, people are so just like I said in the beginning of the show, because Duffy is beating me, I have a fire now to beat him. These young kids see what they could be, and now they're going to start working harder and, and becoming better, and they're going to start beating him. Look at Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods was the most dominant ball golf player ever, right? He's probably the second best golfer to ever live. And he was dominating until he wasn't. And yes, that's because he likes to have sex and his wife at the time beat the shit out of him. But still, from 2009 until 2019, he didn't win a major. But that was too with his horrendous back injuries that he got from golf. So, But he still won another major. Paul, Paul, I'm not, I'm not, I am not saying that Paul's not going to win in the next 10 years. I bet you Paul still wins a world or two. However, as the years go by, he, he is going to decline more and more. And eventually, I bet you in seven, eight years, we're going to look, we're not even going to see Paul McBeth on a league card. And Paul McBeth is still getting paid a million dollars for not being. Why can't he negotiate a contract in seven or eight years' time for a million dollars a year? That's the way I see it. He's gone too long a time frame. He should have done it shorter, proved himself, got a bit more money, and then when it's time to slow down, why can't he still get the million dollars a year? Because because then then a company's not going to offer it to him, right? So so t- say he he's at the end of his contract. He's gotten his four million. Uh, it's, it's two years in the future. Uh, he's winning half as many tournaments as he was before. Do you think Discraft is going to offer him another $4 million for four years? Or are they going to offer him 
two million for the next four years. Because as, as well, they've offered him ten million for ten years, so they probably would. I don't think they would. I think as his as his status in the game decreases, as he moves down and stops winning as much, the offers are not going to be there. Why did they offer him ten million for ten years now then? Because he's the because fa- he's the face of the company. Because Discraft, Discraft loves Paul Macbeth. This is nothing against either one of them. He is loved by the company, and he is the face of the company. However, Discraft is still a business, and they know that Paul Macbeth cannot be at the top of disc golf for forever. So they're saying. Then why in seven years would they not offer him three years at three a million dollars a year? This is this is why I'm this is why this is what I'm saying that Paul Macbeth won. I don't know why Discraft offered him what they offered him. But by Paul Macbeth taking this deal, Paul Mc, Paul has said, "Yep, I am set for I am set for life, basically. But for the next ten years, it doesn't matter what I do, I'm getting paid. Because if his if his status goes down in five years, Discraft isn't going to offer him a million dollars. They're going to offer him less. So by him taking the money now, so he doesn't he doesn't back himself. I, I'm not dis, I'm not disagreeing with you, but." But you're you're saying that you're saying that because he that's that's what it screams yeah, to I'm me. Yeah, sure it does. But you that's... you guys are both saying by him not backing himself, Discraft is the winner. I'm saying by him being smart enough to know that he's not going to be at the top, he's the winner. He's making sure that he gets paid for the next ten years. It's like me asking you this, Bowen. Do you want do you want me to give you ten million over the next ten years, or do you want me to give you four million for the next four years, and then maybe I'll give you more money after that? Maybe. I'd take the risk because four million's enough to anyway. Then you're just dumb. You, you, you could. I'd take the risk and and hope that I could get double double that next time. I, you know what? I, I me like Paul Macbeth. I'm too old to take those kind of risks. If you offer me ten million today for ten years, I'm taking that because I like ten million for ten years more than I like four million for four years. Because I have six more million dollars guaranteed. Guaranteed, I have more money. Paul's a face that's not going to go away. I can't see... Yes, I understand his dominance might wane a bit, but I can't see it waning that much that in the two years' time, he's suddenly not going to be worth so I, the million dollars a year. We we are all new to disc golf, right? We'll agree with that. We, yeah. we've, all been, we've all been in the sport for a year. I know that Ken Climo is the greatest disc, male disc golfer to ever live. I couldn't pick him out in the line, lineup. I have never seen what he looks like. I don't know what he looks like. Yeah. In 10 years... A new a new person coming into the sport, are they going to know Paul Macbeth? I disagree because social because you've got social media is a much higher you presence social media now. In the two thousands, not really, not like you do today. I don't know how it works today. Like there's that many different things, and the the players are that much more on these things. Between MySpace and Facebook and Twitter's been around. Yeah, we don't we didn't have TikTok back then. Or whatever else the kids are fucking using these days, but the social media was there. Disc or disc golf was a whole lot smaller back then as well. Um, but they have they have disc golf magazines. There's there's media outlets out there. So I don't think it's because of social media. Yes, I agree. Paul Macbeth is the face of disc golf, and Discraft knows that, and they wanted to lock him in. Uh, because again, he used to be for Innova, and now he's for Discraft. He loves Discraft. Discraft loves him. They made a deal that lasts ten years, and this is why Paul Macbeth is the winner of this deal. I think it, it does raise a question: How is it that a, a, a best, a third or fourth rate disc maker 
can afford a ten million dollar con- give out a ten million dollar contract. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the hot take. I'm not going to bite on that. I saw Duffy. Duffy's been quiet for a while. And I'm thinking, what's he thinking? He must have something in there. Because Duffy and I are saying the same thing. He's just backing the wrong horse. Uh, I, I, I don't think I've really backed a horse. Um, I, I, you know, you, you really haven't. You just said that Paul McBeth has no faith in himself, and I, I, I can see where you're coming. I, from. I feel like it's, just, it's just a negative move. I, I know to say somebody getting ten million dollars is is ridiculous to say it's a negative move but that that's what it's that's what it feels to me as but i i do feel that with since he's coming back from his ankle injury i feel like there's a lot more sort of errant errant shots in his game whereas i feel like there's other players who don't make the the thing that's keeping him are in and around the top is his putting he's he is him and calvin i think are the best putters uh but he he, he makes he makes that special put Every now and again, which other players don't seem to be able to make. But oh, lead, leading up to that, though, I don't think he's. I think he's about fifth, fifth, sixth, seventh sort of thing. And in his earliest putting, that's keeping him towards the top end. Well, there, there are definitely young players who can outdrive him. There's a lot of players that can outdrive him. I, I think, I think they're more steady though, as well in like the mid-range game. I don't. I, yeah, but 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 again, this this. When he was winning tournaments, though, he was he his his approach shots they were on point every single time. Yeah, but well, I don't feel like you get that as much. But that's now. but that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about him. His no, I, I know that's not the hot take, but that that's kind of it, it goes into me. It goes into my sort of thoughts of him not backing himself or it being a negative <clears throat> okay. move. So in in terms of, I feel like he's he's he is on the decline. I agree with you with uh, with with Dennis in that respect. Well, no, well, no, that, that, that's my question. So I, I have sat here adamantly arguing why Paul Macbeth is the winner in the deal. So who wins? Who wins then? Who wins then, Duffy? I feel because they've got the face of disc golf at a discount rate. That's what I feel. In, in, in five years' time, it could be potentially. A potential disc, graph, uh, disc, a potential discount yeah. rate. You, it could... It's a gamble, isn't it? Like you, you could have a clear winner for Discraft. You could have a clear winner for Macbeth, depending on what happens in the next couple of three years. Um, but it's uh, the potential uh, for Discraft if if he was to continue to win and of other contracts come out. I think one sorry one one good thing that's come out of it is the fact that the the contracts have been sort of been put out publicly because I feel that it it will give other players. Sort of the the platform then to go to their their sponsors and say, well, I've I've done better than Macbeth this year. I want more. I want more money on my contract, and it, it then forces more money uh, sort of in, into the sport. I suppose. I agree. Yeah. Players now have a gauge to know their worth, right? So, so a few weeks ago we talked about are there any other millionaire disc golfers, and I said no, Paul's the only one. Uh, I was corrected after we got off the air. Uh, I, I was corrected. Um, there's there's a few, right? We don't hear a lot about contracts. Uh, they keep it, you know. There's a lot of uh, non-disclosure agreements that companies have with their players. Um, so there's not a lot that we know. However, I think. Uh, James Conrad got a huge deal with MVP. I think he's up there 
um, page. Could you confirm it's bigger per year or? I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, okay. I don't know what the numbers are. I'm just going back from some of the stuff that I've heard. And then, so there's some big money. So with this kind of deal out in the open as it is, it's saying, "Hey guys, there's money in disc golf. Players, you guys need to know what your worth is. If you go out there and beat Paul McBeth week in week out, yes, then you can go back to your sponsors and be like, "Hey, you know, he's getting paid." A million a year and I'm whooping his ass every single week I need a bump in my pay uh, so I think it, it helps the sport as a whole either way whether you agree if it was Paul that's the big winner or Discraft is the winner I think that we can all agree that 10 million over the next 10 years is one hell of a deal and any one of us would take that deal in a heartbeat I wouldn't get out of bed for that kind of money well you're in bed <laughs> right now as you're doing the podcast so you obviously don't care about your life Saying the person who won't pay for the heating on in his house, so he has to sit in the duvet. Yeah. I have the money to pay for the heating, I just choose not to. I buy discs instead. Come on. Can I just say, I read on Twitter that Brody wants to, he said next time he signs a deal, he wants it to be public. That's cool. I just thought I'd add that in. A lot more players are asking for public. Players are asking for agents, right? I know that Ezra had Nate Perkins, who actually belongs to a different company, be his agent when he did his deal with Discraft. But we're we're, we're getting off topic. I think, again, whatever your thoughts are, your thoughts, we all have our reasons. I know. So you, so you, basically what you're saying is you agree with Bowen, uh, Discraft are the winner. Right, on to my question. Um, <laughs> uh, I never, I will never agree with Bowen. Okay, moving on, we're going to move to what everybody really... We never, we never, we never got Duffy. Does Duffy think Discraft won? Or let's have a final decision. I'll go Discraft. You say Paul Macbeth. Duffy, it's on you. This isn't a two-to-one vote thing. Just because you guys vote against me doesn't mean I'm wrong. I'm I'm j- just trying to get that splinter out my ass. Um, <laughs> Sitting on the fence. <laughs> I think I would fall on the side of Discraft being having a better outcome, I think. But again, it could be... To- in two years' time, you could come back to me and... I could be completely wrong. Uh, so, I, so I, I think Dennis, what we should have but... done is is Bowen and I argue and try to change your opinion. Yeah. That's what we should have done. Anyways, we're going to move on. So uh, it's time for Duffy's question. So this is the part of the show where Duffy asks Bowen and I a question, and we, the two of us, will answer it based on our knowledge and what we would do or how much we know about the sport. So uh, is there a score? Like who's winning? No, no. Should we just say Bowen's winning to make him feel a bit better? Thank you. Us Brits stick together. That's my new catchphrase. That's fine. I, I'm okay with that. That's the only thing. It's Well, from it, next week, it won't matter, will it? So, um, <laughs> so the uh, my question my question today is, uh, you've got three discs for a starter set. For a beginner, any brands. In fact, no, I'm going to change it. I've got any brands written down, but I'm going to say you have to pick three different brands. Okay. You can't pick the same one. Um, so uh, we're going to go with uh, Bowen first. Is this to screw Dennis over so he, so he has to choose a different brand other than Discraft? Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, to start off with my... Hang on, we'll go putter mid-range driver. So, oh, this is... I was, I was going to go the other way because I'm, I'm I'm undecided on a putter myself at the moment, so that's quite a hard one. Putter, 
I've got to say Luna because it's the one I've used most at the moment and although I'm looking to change it is a fairly easy putter to use I'd say would you two both agree with that yeah yeah I would I mean, I, I, put, I put with the Luna. I, I like it, but I can also put with the Roach. So either one's fine. Luna's a good Luna. Uh, Luna's a good choice. Yeah, I'll go with the Luna. With his seventy-point putterfly score, he can uh, he can put with anything. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gonna be the same score. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I hate you guys. For a mid-range, hmm, this is a harder one because I'll go. Uh, you're gonna hate me. I'll go with the Boss. You can't. You pillock. It's Discraft. Oh, no, I can't, can I? So then I've screwed myself now, because what would I... I'd go with a... All my all my mid-ranges seem to be... Seem to be uh, overstable for my forehand, so I can't really... I can't do it. I can't do it, because I was going to say, I'm throwing a West Side Harp at the moment quite a bit, and I like that. I like that a lot. But it's overstable, so it's not to everyone's taste. So let's go with that, just because I'm throwing that at the moment. And my driver slash, it would have to be, it would, I'll go with my FD, it's an FD from Discmania. I really like that. It's not a premium plastic, it throws nice, and it's slightly understable. And it's just, it's not too fast for anyone. It is a fairway driver. It'd be good for a beginner. Okay, yeah, not very, I'm not I'm not that clued up on the discs. I just, I just know what I like and throw what I like, really. So, so just a quick rundown. So we're going to say Luna. Yeah. We're saying West West Side Disc Harp. Yeah, Harp. Yeah. And we're saying uh, Discmania FD. Yeah, FD. Yeah, FD. So. Okay. So we move on to Dennis. Uh for a. I feel like I feel like there might be more thought put into this one. Yeah. Oh, you just threw me right under the bus here. <laughs> um. Okay, so uh, for putter, I'll choose the world's number one putter, or the most bought putter. Uh, the Innova AVR uh, will be the putter. Uh, you can throw it. Uh, it puts well. Um, it's a lot like the Luna. Um, plastic's a little harder. Um, I do like my Luna as a jawbreaker plastic. So the AVR is a little little harder plastic. Um, mid-range, I'm going to choose the Buzz. Um and then for driver, I'm going to choose it's a toss-up between uh, Latitude 64 Explorer. Can I, can I just ask, is that a shade on me? What? Because I've, cause I've recently got an Explorer, and I really, I really like it. No, no, I really no. like it. And he's trying to say, oh, no, it must be a good disc for a beginner, because uh, Duffy's managing to uh, throw it quite nicely. Nope. Um, <laughs> there's no shade on you. Uh, the other one would be, like... Uh, like an escape, uh, or Latitude sixty four Bryce is also really good. Uh, so I can't do Latitude sixty four. Um, yeah, I can. So 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 fairways. You can because you chose the Explorer. Yeah, yeah. Harder, uh, if I'm choosing a different brand, uh, other than the two that I've already picked, um, simply because I don't throw anything else, or I have I haven't thrown much else. Um, but when you get into the driver, I would recommend a fairway driver, something slower that is understable. Because because you're going to see the mistakes in that's your what, form. That's not the one Again, I, I don't say, recommend yeah. that brand new beginners even throw fairway drivers. I think they should stick with putters and mids, uh, simply for an arm speed thing. Plus, you really. I think 
me and you, we we can't really achieve much more than a fairway driver, can we, Dennis? Um, I've chosen not to. I actually uh, been practicing, and I can throw my seven speed stalker further and more accurate than I can throw my Hades. Um, so even though the number is bigger and it's a it's a faster speed disc, faster speed does not necessarily mean further throwing. Uh, what it means, it means that you have to throw it faster and with more rotation to get the disc to do what the flight numbers are supposed to do. Uh, so my, if if can I can I just say if you if you are a beginner, that's completely wrong. Um, basically, go for the highest disc number you can, <laughs> the number at the start, the speed number. Pick the highest you can get, and that will make definitely make it go as far as you can possibly throw it. <laughs> that that's what I did. And I, I I regretted it. <laughs> you can you can throw that you can throw that well though. Yeah, only that one though. I've tried other thirteen, fourteen speed discs, and I've, <laughs> they're like meat hooks. We're we're all these you know alpha males who you know are like oh I want to throw further. I want to throw the furthest thing. And it, no, no. I wish again I would have started done nothing but putters and then nothing but mids and then just worked my way up. Um, but to answer your question, Duffy, uh, AVR. Buzz, and we'll say a Latitude sixty four Explorer. I think I I I, I do like I like Dennis's selections. I like I like the. Um, I think you'd have the Luna, wouldn't you, if you could? It, but but you you couldn't have it because you wanted the Buzz. Well, okay, okay. So 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 if if I switch, if I take the Luna as my putter, I would take the Innova Rock as my. Midridge. So it's like light for light, really, isn't it? Light for light. Light for like, right? Light for like. Um, again, the buzz is not understable, right? If you're going to throw an understable mid from Discraft, you could throw um, the Meteor or the Buzz SS. Um, but the buzz is just a workhorse midrange, super stable, which means whatever line you throw it on, it's going to hold that line the entire flight, um, and it's a very accurate disc. I can get as much distance out of a Buzz as I can out of a Mantis, an Avenger SS. I can throw the Buzz yeah. as far. But that's that's because you're you're making the disc do what the disc is supposed to do. Um, so that's what you have to remember. Uh, I, I, I'm a huge fan of the Buzz. Uh, I like them so much I have a whole bunch of them, just in case I lose one. I, I have 11. I've got two now. I've got I two do. now. I do. I have ele- between between no, the Buzz SS, the Buzz, and the Buzz OS. I have eleven buzzes. Yeah, but but the, and to be honest, this has nothing to do with Discraft. If I played Innova and I had the Rock, I'd probably do the same thing because if I throw one say into the river, at Quarry Park, I can go in my car, grab a Buzz, and I know exactly what it's going to do. So okay, deck. Good choices. What about what about you, Duffy? What about you? Oh, quickly. Um, I would say. Uh, <laughs> I like the Luna. And then the disc that I started with as sort of a mid-rangey, it's like an approachy sort of. I think it's a four-speed. Um, I like the uh, the suspect from. Um, Dynamic, dynamic, dynamic. Yeah, dynamic. Um, I, I did like that. I've, I've I've gone off it a bit now, but when I first started playing, I really liked that disc. Uh, so I'd go Luna, Suspect, and then 
my I would pick a fairway driver and I'd go something like a Leopard or a Leopard Three. Um, th- those are the two that I really sort of really trusted and really liked to begin with when I was throwing fairway drivers. They're not too fast again, um, but I feel like you can get a pretty nice straight shot out of them. Uh, and yeah, that, that that those would be my three: Luna, Suspect, and Leopard. Lep- just a normal leopard, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I, leopard's a good disc. I, I threw a leopard when I first started. Um, really nice. Uh, I was just thinking about it. The judge from Dynamic Disc is another good putter. Yeah. Yeah. No, another really good putter. Dennis, um, did you just admit to throwing an inner of a disc? That's his yeah. sponsorship out the window. Goodbye, discraft. Son of a bitch. Um, no, when I when I first started the first. Um, yeah, my first month, month and a half, maybe even two months. Um, I had a mixed bag, but like I said, then I did my research and I decided to go get really invested um, in the disc golf. I picked disc crafts, so and then I went and bought out all their discs, basically. Um, had I chosen Innova, I would have done the same thing with Innova or Prodigy or uh, Trilogy, any of those guys. Had I picked them... I would still only be throwing one company, no matter which one I picked. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to th- throw shade at anyone else, but I feel like Discraft has the most blends and the best looking discs. To be honest, the most blends of plastics. Yeah, but it doesn't matter what they bloody look like, does it? No, but they have. But that's a draw, and they have the most. They have the, like how many different blends of plastic do they have per disc? Dennis, or no, he's got them all. Uh, they have. I mean that. They they have a few. I mean, um, there there's there's a bunch. It just depends on what you want to throw, really. Um, I do agree that they have some of the sexiest looking discs. ESP is probably one of the sexiest plastics. Ten, discraft disc discraft. To answer your question, it took me a second to figure it out. Discraft has ten blends of plastics. Does the look of the disc make a difference to you, Dennis? Yes and no. Um, a lot of times when I order from Discraft, I don't get to choose a color, and so it's like a it's Christmas when a disc comes because I get to see whatever plastic, not plastic, whatever design or um, color schemes that I get sent. Uh, a lot of times when I order from other uh, distributors, um, I like picking my colors. Uh, I want yeah, but you're but you're you're going in knowing that you're buying a Discraft Buzz ESP. And then you're choosing then the color from that selection, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, and then th- so you want you you want the nicest looking one of the discs that you actually want, effectively. For 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 me, well, for me it's mold. Now it's plastic. Well, it was it's mold weight pl- plastic, and and plastic and weight are interchangeable, right? Uh, I'm really starting to look at plastics because each plastic for a mold throws differently. Um, and then weight. Um, I think I can gain more speed if I start throwing a little lighter weights. So I'm trying to buy discs in the 160s rather than the 170s. Um, but now I'm really trying to start comparing plastics. I have four zones right now. I have a Z, two jawbreakers, and an ESP, and they all throw differently. They all same same mold. They all do something different in the air. So I'm really trying to learn that. I just want to put my two P's worth in. I don't think that the weight plays any part in what you can do with the disc. I think it's I think that's just made up shit basically. Um but that <laughs> I, I haven't got I haven't 
I haven't done a lab report. I haven't fully tested it. That's just my opinion off getting a couple of lighter discs of the same mould compared to a couple of heavier discs. I just don't feel that there's any difference, really. If if there is difference, it's very, very marginal. But 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 Dennis, Dennis likes it. The difference between a 160 and a 170 is like just over 5% of the whole disc. That can't make that much difference. I don't think so. I don't think so. But Dennis, it's, it's another excuse for Dennis to buy a Discraft disc, isn't it, basically? Why? Because I can choose the weight? I'm pretty sure you can choose the weight from any company. No, I'm just saying it's just another excuse to buy discs for you. I don't... I don't. Hey, guys, we bought some discs today. Uh, how many discs did we buy and where do we buy them from? Well... We, me and De- me and Duffy got one each. You got two, didn't you? Well, yes, but that's because I'm a Discraft whore. We got them from Discraft, and we we all picked up a new Van Dyke and Tour series disc. Here's a bit of news: the Tour series discs are out today, and uh, the Tour series discs, the Discraft ones, are all out today. So we picked up our Van Dyke and ones, and Dennis got another one as well. I did. I got a Haley King Heat. So, new discs are dropping, so go out and uh, pick up your Tour Series discs of whoever you want from Discraft. Support them. Anyways, alright. I'm tired of listening to you guys. You guys are giving me a headache. So, I think we're going to end the show on that. I just, I'd just like to say, um, everybody, me and Bone really appreciate everything you've done for the podcast, Dennis. Um, and uh, yeah. we re- just wish you the best of luck, really, going forward. So uh, what I'm, I'm sure you'll make a success of anything that you uh, go on to do. Thanks. Hey, uh, um, listeners, uh, I'm going to talk to you guys for a minute. Um, go on our social media and tell Duffy and Bone to fuck off. And um, if you want me to stay and be here next week, uh, let them know. Once again, this is a WKRP Cincinnati, and we're out. Now, uh, let's put that. Let's put on a vote. See, see which one of us gets voted off the island. <laughs> if no one comes comes and defends you, does that mean we get to get rid of you? Yeah, and you've got you've got an hour from when the podcast drops till the decision. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if, if the listeners don't want to hear me next week, I'll I'll sit out for a show. No. We're, we're, we're winding you up, Dennis. We love you I too much. You tie the show together. Yeah. I don't know about all that. I just like to hear the sound of my own voice. Anyways, guys, that is going to be it for us. Um, join us next week as... We're going to try something new next week, I think. Um, I think we're going to... We're going to do some more arguing because I think this is what people want to hear. However, uh, we're not. nobody's going to know what topics we're going to discuss. Uh, so we're going to do somewhat of a... Uh, debate for or against without knowing what the topic is. So join us next week as we get into that. Remember to watch the memorial this weekend. Enjoy your disc golf. Uh, try to stay socially distanced. And until next week, remember to keep it in the chains. Keep it in the chains. Keep it in the chains. Thanks for listening to In the Chains. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please leave us a review. Until next time, keep it in the chains.